Hello and welcome to the BSG Podcast. I am your host, Chase, and with me today is my co-host, who finally is back from his faux vacation, is Quinn. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. If you'd call faux vacation evacuating from a fire, then sure. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you don't know who we are, we're an informative bi-weekly podcast focused on gaming news and discussions. On Mondays, we go over the news for the week, covering everything gaming without the BS. And on Wednesdays, we pick a juicy topic or game to review and give our half-informed opinions. If you have half-informed opinions of your own or you want to talk to us about the news, please do so on Twitter at BS Gamers Podcast. We would love to hear from you, but we would also love something a little bit more. Chase, take it away. Yeah, if you want to do us a bigger solid, I need you to go on over to your local rating area you know that little thing that you press buttons to rate us or review us you know just go on over there i don't care what platform it is and give us a five-star review now if you want to give us anything less you motherfuckers then please don't go over to twitter at bs gamers podcast and share it with us let us know how to improve then we'll improve maybe and then give us a five-star review that's how it's done, guys. So. Chase is upset because he lost the soccer game, so that's why he's a little aggro. But yes, what are you saying? Give us your critiques. We'll try to improve, and maybe one day you can give we us We lost 2-1, Quinn. Fucking last <laughs> few minutes of the game. Fuck Oof. my team. <laughs> that's because you haven't played enough Rocket League, Chase. I miss Rocket League. <laughs> I haven't played in like a week or two. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's jump into the news. Well, first off, we have the game releases of the last week. Starting with Xbox One, we have Jalopy and Inferno 2 Plus. Coming on the Switch, we got some stellar games here. We got Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, both of which are fun games to play, Vampire, and a very new game coming out, Luigi's Mansion number 3. On PS4, we have Castle Costume, Anti-Gravity, Grave Graviator and Spirit of the North. And coming on the rest of the platforms, we got Xeno Crisis, After Party, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, Close to the Sun, Delta Squad, Citadel Forged with Fire, Black Sad Under the Skin, Disney Classic Games Aladdin and the Lion King. Oh, fuck, that hurts me to say that. Disgaea 4 Complete Plus, and Harvest Moon Mad Dash. Quinn. Out of any of those games that we listed off, which one is the one you're excited for? Ooh, out of any any uh, console, eh? Is it After Party? That's my guess. Uh, After Party is a game I do know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I picked it because I feel like because I've heard a lot about it. Is it in? Uh, it's about like it's a, it's going into game. a party it's a, in hell. It's and an interesting little mini games. Game. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Okay. None, none of the rest though. Uh, all the rest uh, of Harvest Moon looks interesting. I removed a lot of crappy Halloween themed games from this list. So <laughs> there was a lot of crap to sift through, but these are the the few gems. I think Luigi's Mansion 3 would probably be pretty cool. Pretty nice yeah, yeah. release. I think there's like a little like ghost puppy there that looks really fun to, oh, to, nice. to, to pet. But hey, Quinn, speaking of holidays, what's a big red alert for us coming out towards and Christmas yeah, speaking, and everything else? Speaking of Switch games... uh. Watch your fucking parents, people. Make sure, or if you're a parent, or if you are a person that is able to buy a Switch for somebody, watch out. Because Amazon is, unfortunately, recommending the old version of the Switch 
for $299. And to make it worse, they said it was a price cut from $306. So those motherfuckers. Yeah. Right? That's a that's a and it was it was recommended as editor's choice instead of the new switch, which which is a hundred percent better, right? Which is it it is better in almost every way. They are recommending the editors at least are recommending the old switch, probably to get rid of these old consoles and for a premium price. So for three hundred dollars instead of two fifty, which they should normally be at. Now, Chase, do you remember we had a conversation about this? And it was like, I bet those motherfuckers are going to be doing this. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. I called it. I was really hoping it wouldn't happen, but it just seems like it would. So if you need to know, the switch that you want to get is the one that's mostly red. That's the easiest way to tell. So if you are a simpleton such as I or Quinn when you go shopping. Actually, Quinn's not a simpleton when he shops. He's a fucking prude and a pain in the ass to shop yeah i don't i don't shop yeah you, you look at things for hours and then just don't buy it at the right end. right yeah i i get the scalpel out and i make sure that it's exactly what i want and then i don't buy it yes so make sure to get the mostly red box or if you're a little bit more technical it's i believe it was the hac 001 hyphen 01 yes right. that version of the switch get that one i believe the hac 001 not the, the original is the original, not the dash zero one. So you want to look for that dash zero one. Exactly. And that's the good one. And all, honestly, people, don't buy a Switch for $300 unless you know it's the good one. Come on. The Switch has been on sale for $250 plenty of times. It's coming to Black Friday. It's coming to Christmas time. Buyer beware. Be smart. Save yourself 50 bucks and get Luigi's Mansion 3 or another <laughs> good Switch game. Sword and Shield. Pokemon. Sure. Play with Chase. He's lonely. Yeah. Well, I bought Pokemon Sword and Shield. I just haven't bought a Switch yet, so i got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to yeah, some let's get into better news. news. Epic Games is getting a massive update, or I guess in some case already did. I mean, there are some announcements, but here are the ones that have actually came out through their roadmap. So the Epic Games launcher storefront got the following imp- implementations. So the games that are trending can now be seen. So you don't have to go look up on Steam what's trending anymore, which was what you would have to do. You can also filter by genre. So that was a big thing that they were supposed to get months ago, I believe, right? On their roadmap, and now they finally implemented it. They also improved some infrastructure so that when they're dealing with high volumes of traffic, going and buying stuff, clicking things, looking stuff up, it's now gone about, actually, I looked this up, it was like 350% faster. So good for them. and then they also have multi-factor authenticate, authentication, known as 3D Secure. I don't actually know what that is. I'm assuming it's for like password protection or like you yeah, know, it's, a, let's it's say, account protection stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And then I guess the last big small thing, but still important for our other countries, they now have Thai language support. Yay to Thailand! <laughs> <laughs> Why you can them? now buy Epic Games. <laughs> Um, following that up, Steam also got a large update of this course. week. <laughs> um, it's in a totally different category as Epic's updating their storefront. Steam is actually updating their library system. Um, that's one of the larger updates. But in addition to that, uh, game events and updates to games you already own are now given their own category in your library. It's sort of like the updates category. And you are now able to get a bird's eye view of what's going on in the games you own rather than having to keep your finger on the pulse for those games. So instead of like 
waiting for some YouTuber you follow to give an update on Rust, you will just have in your library, hey, Rust got this update. And then you can click in for more information and find out what is being updated in your games. Or if there's like a specific event, like a Halloween event, let's say in um, in Astroneer, there's a Halloween event. And it just shows up and you can just click in and read about it and go play the game. Easy as that. The same sort of makeover treatment has been given to recently played games or recently installed games, as well as your friend's recent activity pages. That's all been given the same like update and, and placed into your library, sort of making everything more social and easier to access. Um, but probably the biggest and best change is to how the Steam library is organized and some of the functions of the Steam library. The first part of that is that the games will now have all of their information already available in your library without having to navigate back to the store or to the workshop specific page for that game. This means that the store page, all community and social aspects of the game, that means uh, guides or um, forums for the game, the workshop and the support page, all of that information for the game will be on the launch page in your library. So if you're going to, let's say, play um, CSGO, or so Counter-Strike Global Offensive, you'll have all the workshop stuff, all of the forums, all the guides on how to get better at the game, all right there before you launch the game so you don't have to navigate to the game store page and then to the workshop if you want to find all that stuff. It's all centrally located now. Second is the actual look of the Steam library. So for a long time, the Steam library has looked exactly the same is just a long list of your owned games that you have to scroll infinitely through to find something to play, as most people's libraries just keep growing larger and larger. Now, the library has adopted that tile look that a lot of other launchers have, where you have a grid of cover art of your games organized in a main area, with the addition of the list to the left for more organizational purposes. Um, speaking of organization, you are now able to customize search options for your library, whether that's you, you search selecting casual, selecting split-screen, and selecting racing games to find casual split-screen split racing games that you own, which I actually did yesterday, or VR dungeon crawler games. You can do that as well as a customized search option. Um, and this, this allows you to search your library in a completely new way. I wouldn't know which racing games I would have <laughs> unless I actually went, all right, search for my racing games. Uh, in addition to this, you can actually take those search um, cues, I guess. So you're saying, I want to search for split-screen casual racing games that I have. You are now able to save those searches as what they're calling shelves, essentially folders. So you're making a folder of all of your casual racing split-screen games that you can now access at any time without having to do a search for. This You can even make additional custom folders to whatever you want. So you can group them up by genre, let's say, like, oh, I want all my shooting games right here, or I want my fun party games to get drunk with friends games in this uh, custom shelf, or whatever you can dream up. So the, the, basically, they're custom to you. Now, you were able to do this to some degree before, but now this, is, this feature has been completely fleshed out, allowing you to make these shelves dynamically from your search options, or by simply dragging games into previously created shelves. You can even like search by shelves, and you can have shelves rated and organized by different things, by alphabetical order or by Metacritic scores. It's gotten fully fleshed out. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It actually looks really nice. Um, yeah, it reminds it does. me of um, Epics, but just like infinitely better. 
Right. So actually, Epic there were a lot the, of the tiling thing as well. Right. So I think the the main inspiration for Steam's update for the library came from third party. Essentially, you could mod your Steam launcher to be more useful, and I think they actually took a lot of the modded features that people were implementing and added them and then improved on them, which is really cool. Smart, smart. Moving on, we have that PlayStation 2 is now the second most sold console of all time. PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation 4. I wrote is not the second most sold console of all time. (laughs) So that's pretty funny. Um, But yeah, it is now the second most sold console of all time. It has now sold 102.8 million units, whereas PlayStation 2 is at 155 million. So yes, that one is the most sold. Uh, In order to claim this spot, they had to beat one that probably everyone's very familiar with this phenomenon was the Wii, which has sold 101.63 million units. So good for them. Yeah, that's incredible, actually. I'm I'm surprised Wii has sold that many. That's insane. Think think about the fact that it's now PlayStation taking the top two spots. That's true. But this is also like the full definition of console. This does not include handhelds, which... Nintendo. I think Nintendo owns. would would just destroy. I mean, yeah, exactly. They're the biggest market. Right. So. Uh, moving on to more Steam news, <laughs> EA have partnered with Valve to bring EA Access to Steam. Now, this won't happen for quite a while, but if you don't know, EA Access is EA's game subscription service that allows players to play Origin exclusive games through a subscription service. So you pay once a month, and you're allowed to play pretty much the newest games that EA comes out with. The newest that is coming up is the new Star Wars action-adventure game, and you'll be able to play that with just their subscription service instead of having to buy it. You also have things like Battlefield, The Sims, stuff like that. So if you you were a jock, this is your best value is to go through EA Access. If you were a jock? Well, because most of EA's games are uh, sports simulations. I'm not saying uh, all of them, but a lot not, of the ones not, that not you Not the newer ones. Definitely not the newer ones, FIFA but I get 20, what you're trying to go for. FIFA 20, 2K20. Um, shit, what else came out? I'm sure NFL... Two, 2K20 is a 2K game. Oh my God, I'm being retarded. Yes, you uh, are. Yes, I am. I'm thinking of um, the NFL one. I don't know what that one would be called. Madden NFL 20? Shit. Moving on, Uh, so this is the first (laughs) subscription service available on Steam, which is kind of crazy because that opens up the possibilities of seeing things like Xbox Game Pass on Steam in the future. Xbox Game Pass actually allows you to um, play Xbox games on the PC right now anyways through the Microsoft Store and through the Xbox, like there's an Xbox app that you can use on your PC, but now... If EA partners with them, and then let's say Microsoft already is a uh, software company anyways, they could partner with Steam and make Xbox games available, or Xbox game subscription available through Steam, which would be insane too. It'd basically be like Steam is now the the hub of gaming subscription services, which would be a real benefit to Steam, which is another, yeah, that's, another thing. That would really d- uh, cripple... Um epic trying to get that foothold totally totally. and i think part of the if this is the way things are going to go i think it might be one of the reasons why steam is so actively pushing out updates is to to sort of cater to these larger companies 
and mm-hmm. say, look, we are, whether Epic is trying really hard or not, we are the best, uh, big, best and biggest PC digital, digital storefront. If you move your services to us, well, you're going to have the, the largest population of PC users. Yeah. So I, th- I think it'd be really smart of them if that's the the way they're going. But we'll see. We'll see what. Uh, yeah. What, well, uh, we can, can we do. can speculate and bullshit about it later, Quinn. Yeah. Because we need to true. move on Keep to going. the PlayStation View shutting down early next year, and in fact, it'll be shutting down in January thirtieth, twenty twenty. And this is mostly because that they're getting the fuck fucking knockers kicked out of them because Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus are just a lot better with it. Um, so yeah, sorry, you guys got to move on to another streaming platform In more sad news for a long time. Players of the hugely unsuccessful Anthem game have feared that the game support of future prospects in the game was waning. And it looks like those fears were valid as another lead developer of the game has left Bioware. Chad Robertson has left Bioware after 14 years at the company which adds him to the long list of senior staff that have left since Anthem's release. Sucks for people that pocket that game. Yeah, Bioware, man. I like Bioware's games, too. Yeah, Um, it's unfortunate. Well, except for Anthem. Uh, BlizzCon 2019 kicked off with Diablo 4 being announced. It will be coming to every major platform and will aim to be more like Diablo 2 with a more realistic art style than Diablo 3. Three classes so far have been confirmed, which are Sorceress, Barbarian, and Druid. In similar big news, they also announced a sequel to Overwatch called, well, you guessed it, Overwatch 2, which will include the same cast of heroes. The main additions to the series will be PvE mode and a bigger focus on bringing story elements to the in-game world. Quinn, why don't you take it off from here, because it's going to get a hell of a lot more complicated for me to read through. Right, so... Something to note about Overwatch 2 in particular is that the competitive multiplayer mode for Overwatch 2 will be the exact same as Overwatch 1's competitive multiplayer. And in addition to that, those that already own Overwatch 1 and don't want the benefits of Overwatch 2, which are the PvE mode and the story elements to the game can just own Overwatch 1 and continue to play the multiplayer, and they will get all of the new characters coming to Overwatch 2, they'll get all of the new maps coming to Overwatch 2, and the game modes as well. Quinn, it sounds like an expansion. It does sound like an expansion, and we'll talk about it more when we're (laughs) able to get angry and BS a bunch. (laughs) Keep going. All right, well, they also announced... A bunch of stuff for the other games. You know, there was Heroes of the Storm stuff, but no one cares about that game. There's not a big expansion coming out. But a big expansion for World of Warcraft is coming out called Shadowlands and an expansion to Hearthstone called Descent, Descent of Dragons. Uh, although the announcements made by Blizzard were definitely exciting to a lot of people, there were those that were not so happy. Although during BlizzCon, the president of Blizzard uh, gave a formal apology about the Blitch Chung Hong Kong situation. There were still protesters outside dressed in Winnie the Pooh costumes giving out May Hong Kong t-shirts, which May is a character from Overwatch. She's the Chinese character from Overwatch, and they were making her out to be the supporter of Hong Kong. And obviously this was all to support Hong Kong and show 
that they were protesting Blizzard's actions against Hong Kong, the or specifically the Hong Kong Hearthstone player Blitch Chung. I think my um, colleague was actually <coughs> at the protesting um, because I'm. I, I mean, she she is um, knows about like some of the video gaming world stuff that's happening, but she's yeah. uh, from Hong Kong, uh, and oh. I think she was there uh, at the protest. Uh, you know. I th- wow. I know she had a shirt on. That's all I remember. That's all I She had remember. a shirt. On. That's that's all I know. I don't know anything else. I will update you guys more once I find out more information about it. Okay. Well, continuing in the vein of updates, here's another one. As some of you, as some of you might know, the long-awaited game by renowned game designer Hideo Kojima called Death Stranding is about to release this next week. Now, we won't talk about the complicated review environment right now surrounding the game because it's complicated and we might talk about it next week when the game's officially out. But for one, Death Stranding is now officially coming to PC in the summer of 2020, which is kind of ridiculous as it was, it is, well, it was, I guess, essentially a PS4 exclusive until today. But Kojima Productions tweeted out a message this week stating that the PS4 version is about to release and that we should expect a PC version to come out next summer. Quinn is this definitely is... happy about that. <laughs> I don't know if I am. It is confusing. The because... game is confusing, but I mean, you're always happy when things <laughs> come out on PC. Right. I'm, I'm happy it's coming to PC, but I, the thing that I'm more happy about is that because this is kind of confusing as Sony Entertainment pretty much funded this game, it might mean that Sony is warming up to opening up to the PC marketplace with their other exclusives, which would be really, really cool. But what also it's making me think with all these things happening at the moment is with the next generations of consoles being more like streaming devices, are consoles just going to be streamed game subscriptions <laughs> that we could play anywhere? I don't know. Very likely. And another bit of news, Kojima uh, has already started working on his next project, even though Death Stranding is not out yet. Uh, And the next project is potentially a horror game. I mean, for all intended purposes, it's done, Quinn. (laughs) There's nothing else he can do. It's already been shipped. I don't know. Yeah, it just... Basically, he was talking about, you know, that he's he's already got some ideas for a horror game, and he's already actually working on the horror game. And it was like, dude, hey, man. There's a controversy around your game's reviews right now. Why are you so focused on something else already? But he's a busy man. I get it. But if you know Kojima's history, you might be excited by the news that he's working on a horror game as he actually worked on a game in the Silent Hill series called Silent Hills. Now, this game was canceled, but the demo was released as PT and gained massive hype, so much hype that consoles that still have the demo installed have increased in value because the demo is no longer available to download. Oh, damn. Yeah, so this PT demo was praised as pretty much one of the creepiest, scary horror game demos ever. I could see him making a good uh, game such as that because like, uh, his Metal Gear series, I I feel like, has some horror elements sometimes in it. So maybe... It's completely different. I appreciate you trying to connect the two, but you have to go look at, go watch someone play the PT demo. It it's is a crazy. It's it's literally the entire demo takes place in a hallway. That's all it is. It's Damn. just it's in a hallway. You go straight. You go right. You go. You enter a door. 
You go straight, you go right, you exit a door. And then it, you're back in the same hallway. It's re, it's a repeating hallway, and it's crazy. Don't look, don't watch it now, but it's crazy. Hold on, I'm watching it right now. I'm just kidding. Anyways, we'll see if this actually means that Kojima has been given the green light to finish the project because that game was actually canceled, and that'd be really cool. It also has the same, essentially the same team, the same actors and main character as Death Stranding. Actually, a lot of the same professional actors were going to be in this Silent Hills game, along with like uh, Guillermo del Toro, um, what's his name, Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, the main character, the, 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 what's the Walking Dead guy? Oh, uh, um, you don't need which which main character? Which main character? The main character in Death. The Stranding. most main character. Oh, in Death Stranding, uh, I only know his name in Walking Dead. It's Daryl. Uh, yeah, sure, Daryl from Walking Dead. Yeah. All these people were were in this canceled Silent Hills game, which is interesting as well. So there was obviously a lot of time and effort already put into this, and if he's wanting to work on a horror game, and this Norman game Reedus. Is, Norman Reedus. There you go. Nice. So hey, this PT or Silent Hills could be a real thing in the near future and people would go crazy. Yeah, sounds like a fun thing. But now we are at the end of the news. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to discuss some bullshit. Let's do it. And we're back. So, Quinn and I think that we already did a fair amount of discussing as it was going through it. I don't know. We were just probably too excited. So, the big one we really want to get into and share our opinions about is the one and only BlizzCon 2019. Quinn, did you go to BlizzCon 2019? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes to BlizzCon 2019. There's a there's actually a virtual ticket you can buy, and it's like you get all the cool stuff that people that go <laughs> actually get, but you get it virtually. Um, but no, I've never paid for that, and I never will pay for that. I think it's kind of I'm not companies a big these days, fan. man. Companies think they're so cool that they're going to have their own convention. Sony wants to have its own little convention thing. Blizzard wants its own little convention thing. Riot's probably going to have their own convention thing in the next couple of years. Come on, man. I mean, nowadays it's going to probably just be more digital just because um, it, it's no one wants to pay fork over so much money or can travel that far. And uh, how do you get a wider audience? You just you you make it easy to go to. And actually, well, that's know. not a bad idea, actually, to have it where you pay money towards something like a lesser fee especially uh, if they can do it in-house and it's a lot cheaper. Because I know like, I'm playing Pokemon Go right now, and uh, they just implemented a new feature where you, uh, you pay $7.99, real money, like you can't use the in-house currency in it, uh, in order to play new content. Um, and it's, it felt reasonable to pay that much. So it seems like that would be a fun thing to like, if you, you don't have to go to E3 and you just pay a substantially less amount of money to do it. I don't know. What do you, to, what do you to think? get all the 
And like it what? <laughs> like to maybe you get digital items, maybe you uh, you right. get to see the show from you your You get a your swag screen. bag essentially, or, a digital swag bag. Yeah. It just it's it seems like a nice way to do things um and like be special there without having to physically go there and Well, that's what pay, the virtual ticket is yeah. for BlizzCon. Yeah, but I'm, that's why I'm saying I kind of like it. I don't I I think it's too much to go to like um, E3, PAX East, PAX West, whichever you're talking about, and just go right. there. Right. I think actually a lot of these things have virtual tickets. I'm pretty sure E3 has some sort of virtual ticket as well. I'd be surprised, but maybe. Um, maybe. I wonder what they would get because they stream it on Twitch technically. Right. So, I mean, so same with BlizzCon. They're all streamed, but it's it's more so you get like a swag, a bunch of swag stuff. It's the swag. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all about the swag, yeah. especially like, at those events. I like that idea. Then I know that people like for BlizzCon or PAX, if you go and get the swag, you can sell the swag, and it will be enough money to make to pay for your ticket. Wow. Yeah, you can go get a swag bag and collect a bunch of swag sell it online that week and you'll make enough it'll basically have paid for your trip now you keep using the word swag is that what they call it because it's really it's really bothered me how often you've said it so far yeah since swag talked. is free stuff from conventions okay okay, okay. like that's the, the before swag became a word like a uh a thing yes before swag became a a what's it called a uh, slang word or a slang yes before it became slang it was money or oh well maybe not maybe it, it it I guess free stuff is the original slang for swag, <laughs> uh, but before that I guess it was money or goods taken by a thief, but we won't <laughs> we won't get into that. All right, let's I guess yeah let's reel it back in. So uh, yeah, let's BlizzCon go to BlizzCon 2019. So I was I actually saw the trailer for Diablo Four. I looked at some of the so actual, fucking cool. It that looked is, really okay. good. Regardless of Blizzard being assholes to Hong Kong or whatever and sucking China's wang, and that's I'm not <laughs> making a racist joke there. Wang is not Asian. And, Could and, you be saying that they're they're sucking some Jiping? Uh, Jiping? <laughs> Close. Okay, no? Chase is being yeah. racist, but I won't. <laughs> um, they do trailers so goddamn well, and I know it's not in house. I'm pretty sure they. Uh, they pay a company called Blur, which specializes in like really high-end animated game trailers and uh, even stuff for like films and, and other uh, things that need really high-quality animations and textures and resolution and all that. The studio called Blur is like that's their ex- expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, any so goddamn sexy game trailer you've seen, there's a 95% chance they made it. And I'm pretty sure they make all of the ones for Blizzard as well. Damn. Oh uh, yeah, and I and, saw their gameplay trailer as well, and it looked good. Um, definitely a step up from at least when I seen Diablo two and Diablo three. Uh, it still looked a little janky, at least with the the gameplay stuff. But I mean, it's still a ways away. So I mean, it'll they'll, they'll probably right. solidify. It, it, but like, if you look at it, it looks great. So yeah, it definitely no looks like there. they've upped the engine and they've taken they've made it less. It looks more gritty, which I think is good, especially with the tone of their trailer, which is, it's it was insane. Uh, I don't know if you watched the entire trailer. No, I 
I don't, as much as I'm going to probably buy this game, especially, I'm assuming it's going to come out on PC. There should be no reason why oh, it yeah, doesn't. Oh, it's, yeah, it's 100%. Uh, it's a PC original type of game. Yeah, it's on, it's a PC, Blizzard is a PC company. Yeah, so I don't see any reason why, A, I wouldn't buy this, and two, it, I mean, it looks great. I got, I got, I got nothing da- Okay, well, you got to go watch the trailer. The trailer's insane. I saw quality. like two minutes of it. It was like that was it's it. nine minutes long, Chase. You didn't see the she demon get birthed from the veil of a bloody uterus thing. All right. <laughs> no, I didn't I did see not. that. I got I don't I've never been into these type of games, but I mean this might be the one to get me into it, is what I was trying to get at earlier. Right. Man, the trailer is creepy as all hell. There's people God, there's like a blood ritual where this she devil is born out of the this like weird uh peer triangle blood thing i don't know man i can't even describe it whoever made this stuff whoever thought of the concepts for this are Fucking twisted amazing. yeah yeah but it god damn it looks so good oh oh all right let's go to the uh shitty section then quinn overwatch 2 well okay so let's let's hold off on the shitty but yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in Overwatch 2. Now, their trailers, also good, weren't made by Blur. I'm pretty sure all the Overwatch stuff is made in-house because it's it's made yeah. uh, with like a similar engine as the engine for rendering the game. Yeah, um, and I and when I say shitty, it's probably not going to be a bad game. It'll probably be a good game. It's more shitty about how it's like, why are we getting a second game? Right. I'm very confused. And I think that's that I like I want to talk more, but I think that's the summary is like I'm very confused as to why there is an Overwatch 2. The game has only been out for three years, which, yeah, arguably it's a long time. But if you think about games nowadays, League of Legends just celebrated its 10th anniversary. It's been around for a decade. And okay. they come up with updates instead of um like over larger expansions, right? Yes. So it's weird that in our current age of games, a game like Overwatch would opt for a sequel rather than a large story-based expansion uh, that would include PVE modes and more story-oriented content. It's really confusing to me, especially since Overwatch One had some of that stuff already and it only makes sense or at least it makes sense to me that hey if you're trying to sell something right that's one of the main things with overwatch is that there's no real real way for them to make money at this point with the game it's pretty much if you bought in three years ago they haven't really made much money off of you since but if you hey announce a 40 dollar expansion to overwatch and they call it, let's say, Overwatch Story Mode or something. Overwatch um, saves the world. Now those are both. That's like Mine, Minecraft Story Mode and, and Fortnite. Fortnite saves the saves the world. But you get the idea. Is that if they just said, "Hey, there's an expansion. You don't have to buy it um, if you don't want. If you still continue to like the multiplayer, we'd love you to do that. That's totally fine. But if you want those extra modes, if you want that extra story content, you can buy the expansion." And that's now, pretty much what they're doing, but they're just calling it Overwatch Two. So to give a sim- so to give something that's interesting, and I know you're gonna go like, "Oh my god!" The moment I say this, um, 
Well, actually, let's start with the one that you won't go. Oh my god, too. If you say so, Final Ro- Fantasy, Jesus. Yeah, you'll fucking you'll kill me. Uh, let's start with Rocket League. So, like Rocket League, it's been about four years, and they have had overhauls to the graphics. Nothing to a huge extent, but I don't think they're ever going to come out with a Rocket League two unless it completely changes the gameplay and right. has a different engine, even. And right. the reason why I want to compare this to Final Fantasy is that there is an MMORPG, Final Fantasy Eleven, and it's still going, by the way. Um, they're done with the expansions though, but they came out with expansions. And then after that, they came out with the final fantasy 14. And the reason why they came out with a different one is because they were on a different engine when they made it. They, um, did a completely different story. They're not bringing in the quote unquote, same characters or anything like that. And even if they did, it was only for small special events to like reminisce or have nostalgia. like crossover stuff. Yeah. So it's very interesting to me, at least, that they're calling this game Overwatch 2 a second game, and it's bringing essentially the same people to it. So it, to right. me, that's it why is, it baffles me. There's, so there's two things that I think about. I have seen this done where the multiplayer is pretty much exactly the same, and that happened when Bungie released uh, Halo ODST which was a single-player expansion-slash-game. It sold on as a separate game where it took place in... Instead of Halo, where you're playing as Master Chief, this badass, you were like a, a measly soldier trying to find out what happened to your crew and trying to like live... It's like a separate story where you're like a weakling and you're trying to fight these monsters that are a lot stronger than you. That was packaged with the Halo 3 multiplayer. So it was easier for them to make it a separate game, but it was just packaged anyway. You bought the same game in the end. You You were essentially... Part of your money was buying the multiplayer for a game you probably already owned. But the Uh, other reason why I think they're probably doing this is... I'm not for, for certain, but I vaguely remember Jeff Kaplan, the game director of Overwatch, making a statement that... Once you buy Overwatch, you will never be required to pay for content. And so what that means is that you can't do an expansion unless you're breaking your word. So they don't so you think it's because they don't want to break their word and they're just trying to like like find a stipulation in the in the guy's argument or the I guy's think tweet I think that's a part of it. It wasn't a tweet. I think he was when they were announcing the game. I think this was also because uh, there was a lot of even back then before loot boxes was like being talked about in Congress and Parliament and stuff. It was a really sore subject for gamers in general and consumers, and so that's why they said like, "Hey, we're going to give you free content. You never have to." purchase anything and our loot box system is going to be like pretty consumer friendly blah 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 and i think the jeff kaplan in particular as a game director is really focused on trying to make the best thing possible that he wants to play he before working at blizzard he was one of those guys on the forums complaining about like world (laughs) of warcraft stuff uh, but it wasn't World of Warcraft. It was like Warcraft 3 or something. He was like, he was one of those dudes that was like complaining about like, this isn't balanced and this is why, and this is why you need to be more con- prosumer in this aspect. Um, and he was definitely that guy and he still is that guy. And mm-hmm. I think the That's mentality funny. is like, hey, 
you know, even though we haven't been releasing as much, or we've been releasing the same amount of stuff for Overwatch for the same three years. We haven't gone above and beyond for a while. And I'm sure they've been working on this for a really long time, and they also don't want to force it as, like, a requirement, but they also want to... It is it is in a different direction, and they don't want to make it an expansion. I can see why you wouldn't want to have an expansion for uh, the ge- the type of game that Overwatch is. Well, um, let's. I think we need to wait and actually play the game before we really go ham on it and be totally, like, "Yeah, this totally. was definitely not a good idea." Um, so I think it's a fine. The, the biggest pro to this is that it will get you to possibly play Overwatch. Yeah, they will make money. Is the is the point? Right, but for me, oh, hey, and for it, me, it, oh, it gets, you're talking you as in me, not the general I'm, person. I'm talking you specifically. It, yeah, if hey, if would. it gets you to play a game that I'm really passionate about, then that's fine. Totally yeah, I'll do probably whatever. buy the Overwatch Two game since it'll have a little bit more elements that I prefer over just shooting. And I'm just not a big just shooting guy, which is really sad because like Destiny is supposed to be this story driven game, and it, it just has a lackluster story. <laughs> well actually like, i just watched a, a three hour documentary about the story it was like this guy breaking down the story in three hours it has a lot of lore right there is a lot of lore and it's really the story is really hard to pick up it's kind of like dark souls but a lot shittier in that respect no you're bloodborne but, yeah. jesus fucking christ uh that honestly bloodborne does have a terrible story it just right. has a great great uh lore and thought process into it right like there's a lot of stuff going into it the Better world is nice but it's never explained to you <laughs> yeah um do another thing i don't know you haven't watched any of this goddamn stuff because i know you're not interested in it but yeah, the world of warcraft uh, trailer for shadowlands also so good the animation for the stuff is so good holy moly the it's so cool world of warcraft new the new expansion or the world of warcraft the new classic no the new expansion for world of okay. warcraft this is not the classic this is the the current version okay man it's just so cool like it's it's like when you were a kid and you had like f- like figurines or whatever and you had them fight it's like that but in the highest quality ever <laughs> man it's like a it's like a dungeons and dragons uh acted out in perfect animated action it's insane dude i've been listening to an rpg light book and i just really want to play a like a game like um divinity right now like Mm. it it just really wants me to get into to that stuff i really love those type of games right (sighs) the only problem is you know what i you know why i like rpg lights like those type of books is because there's always surprises but when you play games like Divinity and all that, I guess in some sense there aren't that many surprises because you know what you're going to do. Right. You know your capabilities, which is like the sad thing. Yeah. Right? Like all those RPG style books, it's like, oh shit, this this guy's about to die. But oh wait, he prayed to his god in a specific way that now gives him golden armor and... <laughs> like some crazy thing happens that you don't you can't imagine because it's from someone else's imagination but yeah. when you play divinity you're kind of set by these rules and you already know what you're capable of god if there was a way to somehow implement that i just i don't know how it would be possible but i hope 
Right. Like it gets me so excited when I play and I listen to, to books like that. Right. Um, audio books. I'm, I'm trying to say it's so weird to say, listen to books now, but I guess that's the thing. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do love, I loved World of Warcraft when I used to play it for like five minutes, but <laughs> mm, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. My, my point is like, uh, I would be super into these games if they could somehow piece together some of the things I like in RPG like novels. Right. <sighs> I think the creativity would be the if they could figure out how to give players creative options in terms of what they're capable of. And I think Divinity has that in some sense, right? Like you you are able to really manipulate the world around you and uh, approach things in a unique way. But I think it'd be so cool if your imagination, if your imagination, was more incorporated into these things. Because ultimately, like D and D, it is your up to your imagination. You can do whatever you want. I think I think this has already existed. But I think uh, one way to do that is that when you put in your skill points or whatever, and you like increase your your job level or whatever. It needs to be in a way where you don't know what the next thing is you're going to get. It's just like through some mixture or combination of these uh, attributes that you increased, this is what the skill that you got has been born out of. Now, right. you might like, you know, if you put a skill in persuasion and put a, a skill into, um, I don't know, uh, like something stealthy or, or something of that thing, then maybe you'd be... Um, good at no 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 not of that how about charisma let's say charisma and persuasion you'd be good at intimidating or something like that i don't right. know my my point is is like there there's a combination but and then that probably exists already that but that's you need you need that excitement where you don't know what's going to happen and that's right. that's what i'm hoping for someday like it's the combination of you don't know but also you have some sort of thing in mind that you're looking for like i'm also thinking like yeah there's lightning attacks right where you just shoot lightning out but what if you could train to get your lightning to become a lightning bolt that you threw or something, right? Or like you could craft a lightning uh, arrow that you could shoot from a lightning bow like in Bleach or whatever the hell. That, I don't know the guy's <laughs> name. But like where you could harness things in the way you want to harness them. Yeah, they're like that extra creativity. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> Someday. Someday we'll have to make it or something like that. <laughs> Just plant the chip in my brain, Elon. Let's get it over with. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, I think I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think it was a good week of news. So, good week of discussion. Lots of things happened at BlizzCon. Lots of things to happen in the future. We'll see how Kojima's Death Stranding does. Uh, I don't. I don't know how it will do. Me and Chase have a secret bet. We'll see. Uh, who succeeds oh shit all right well i'll have to remember what i bet on i i have we oh yeah we had a bet on sales we'll we'll, yeah. we'll come to the end of that once it actually happens um but yeah guys thank you for listening to our podcast if you want to get a hold of us you can go to twitter at bs gamers podcast and talk to us about what you think kojima's death training game is how it is is it good is it bad to you because we saw the metacritic score and it's very diametric to a lot of other scores that are out there so it's a very interesting time i guess for that game and we'd love to hear like what you think of it or what's a better way quinn what's a better way to get a hold? what's a if better you're way feeling to do stuff like you us? like us right you maybe not love us yet but you like us 
If you could let the world know by leaving if you go a to review, Cold Stone Creamery and you gotta love it, you know that's or you gotta like it. It's one or the other. It's a very niche <laughs> joke, but uh, good job, Chase. But yeah, if you like us and if you still like us even after that joke, uh, you can <laughs> do us a solid by leaving us a positive review on whichever review platform you listen to us on. That would do us a lot of help. We really need those reviews. We really need your interaction. Keeps us sane, keeps us alive, keeps us going in a direction. But if you're about to leave a negative review, hold up. If you have the the wherewithal and the the courage to face us before leaving your negative review, we would love it if you could critique us and give us a comment on Twitter about how we can improve, what we can improve on, what you want to hear about, what you want the format of the podcast to be. Like I said, we have we've already you know kind of have a groove of things. But if you have any critiques. Please let us know on Twitter at BS Gamers Podcast. And then, if we improve, you can leave us that positive, juicy positive review. Cold Stone is not a California thing. It's national. So fuck you. They'll know. Hey, what, what about I mean. that Thailand language pack? Did I make a joke there? No, epic. It, they, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys later.